0: So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's
1: Emily. I'm Emily Benson, and if there's one thing I want you to know, it's that everything is not always as it seems in the boutique world. That owner who's winning awards might not have a sale for many days in a row. That boutique owner who looks like she's expanding and doing so well, her marriage might be falling apart. And that brick and mortar down the street that seems to always be busy, they might not have any money in the bank. I am here to teach you how to do a new way of running a boutique, a boutique where you're happy, your life is thriving, and you have money in the bank to grow, expand, or just
0: keep in the bank.
1: (laughs) There's a myth out there that when you run a business, you shouldn't be profitable. Well, guess what? Running a boutique is one of the most profitable business models you can start If you're not making money or you're worried about money every single day, there's a problem. And the problem might not be with your numbers. The problem might not be with making more sales. But I'm here to tell you that we can solve that problem easily. I've had boutiques go from even what feels like a really small percentage from 57% to 64%, but brings them thousands more dollars every month. And frankly, I have boutiques that have so much profit that they need to spend more money each month so they pay less in taxes. Don't you want that to be you? Don't you want to feel so confident in your boutique every day when you wake up? Don't you crave the idea of sleeping well at night, having no anxiety, not worrying about how you're going to pay that next bill or when that vendor calls if you'll have the money in the bank? Yeah, it's possible, but by looking for the answers, you're missing the solution. The solution is inside your business. It's inside your head. It's inside your heart, and that's what so many people out there trying to teach boutique owners how to be more successful are missing, and that is where you are welcome to come to the Rich Retailer Retreat. See, I don't believe that being a rich retailer is just about money. It's about having a great life. It's about manifesting what you want. It's about going to the next level of whatever that looks like for you. Because every single person in a room at an event doesn't want the same things. And that's okay. Some of you might want to stay home more with your kids. Maybe you want to go on more vacations. Maybe you want to hire a bunch of people and just be the face of your business. That's okay. Maybe you want to grow it and sell it. That's okay. I want you to come to the Rich Retailer Retreat with an open heart and an open mind, because we're going to dig deep into what it is that you truly want and what it is that's going to make you feel excited to leave and go home and get what it is that you want. After our March retreat, we had insane results, and I want to tell you about them. Let's talk about Tina. After the March retreat, she knew she was going to open her brick and mortar store in June. Well, we just got an update from Tina, and on the very first day of her store opening, she sold out of every single piece of clothing and accessories in her store. Yes, every single piece. Her store was empty after the first day. And let me tell you, it was not a small store. Okay, this is the power of you, this is the power that you have within yourself. And if this is resonating with you, and these are the kind of results that you want, then I want to invite you to this retreat. It is like nothing else you've ever been to. It is personal development for the boutique industry on an entirely new level. This is not about anyone standing on stage and teaching you systems and structures and telling you what you should be doing. This is you sitting in a room with other heart-centered boutique owners, wanting to change your life for the better and knowing that by going inside, you have the power to do that. Find out more information and reserve your seat now at www.richretailerretreat.com. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Booster Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on your journey through boutique land. If you're new to Boutique Land, hi, welcome to my fab podcast where I just break it down in the realest way possible. And I have on amazing guests like our guest today, Tracy, you're gonna really love this, especially if you're... One of my friends who loves mindset work and really feels lit up by it, if you've done any work with me around mindset, you're just going to love today. And what I want to tell you is just make sure that you download this episode so you can listen to it over and over. What I find with mindset work is that the more I do it, the more I tap into it, the more it becomes just like part of my daily practice and it, it becomes ingrained in my brain. <laughs> and I think it's really important for us to realize that the more mindset work we do, yes, it gets easier, but there's still challenges in our life that we need to tap back into that mindset work around. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation today with my friend Tracy, but I also want to remind you, if you are new and if you're old, if you've been around here forever, We've got a lot going on here in in Boutique Land World. If you haven't heard, we are rebranding from Stylish and Successful to the Boutique Training Academy. And I'm pretty pumped about that because... I want this company to become more aligned with what I really teach and and who I serve. And so this is a huge shift for me and for the company to attract more like-minded women and men like you who own and run boutiques that need help, that need my service, need the courses I have. And so make sure that you update your Facebook page, your IG, all that jazz. We're now going to be hanging out at Boutique Training Academy on all of those those social media sites. I will still operate under Stylish and Successful because that's still kind of my brand. That's still where I will grow my own personal brand now. So I'm excited to talk more about that eventually. But I just want you to know, first and foremost, I'm here for you And your boutique to make sure you have a cheerleader, you have a teacher, you have someone who really deeply cares about you and your success. And so part of that is just becoming more aligned with, you know, my mission and and who I serve. So just in case... You're confused when everything changes in case you've been following me at stylish and successful everywhere. uh, Just know a lot of that's going to look different. It's going to not feel different because it's still me, still the brand, still the mission, but it's going to look a little bit different starting in August of 2019. So the podcast, we can't unfortunately go backwards (laughs) and change podcasts that have been out for three years, but just know from now on, we are Boutique Training Academy, which I'm psyched about, and you know, I think it's really important as you grow your business to evolve it to pivot when you feel this ne- it's necessary to pivot and honestly, for me, the change for Boutique Training Academy really came about because I was on my honeymoon with my husband, and I was loving it. I was like, this is rad, like I'm so pumped that I get to be in Italy chilling out, having a great time, and trusting that the business that I've built and that I've grown is still kind of operating without me. And so how can I take that to the next level? This is what I teach a lot of my one-on-one clients, a lot of my mastermind clients, is how can you scale your business in a way that you're not actually involved in every piece and part of it? And for me, that's been a huge shift over the past about a year, right? got married a little less than a year ago. And so on that honeymoon, I actually was reading a book called Clockwork by our friend Mike McAllowitz, who wrote also Profit First. If you've read that, that's a great place to start. If you haven't, start with Profit First, then move to Clockwork. But the idea with Clockwork is that your business should be able to run without you. And that probably scares a lot of you listening. It scared me too. But over the past 11 months, I've really been putting system structures, trust, and surrender in place so that that can happen. And one of those big changes is the name change that came to me when I was in Italy. I was sitting reading the book at this beautiful pool in Umbria, and i It was a divine download where I was like, you know what, I feel like more people would find me if I was more clear about who I served. And so I want to kind of mirror that back to you and say, you know, is the name of your business, is the description of your business really mirroring who you serve, Does it speak to them? Does it, uh, one of my clients says, sing to them. And I love that. Does it sing to them? So we're starting to implement that change. You're going to see that roll out, but know that it's to better serve you and better serve more people because what we hear all the time, and I say it all the time, is that When people come to me, they say, I wish I found you sooner. I wish I knew about what you did six months ago, a year ago, two years ago. And so, my hope, my intention in shifting the name and kind of the branding is that more people will find me sooner and more people will have a positive impact on their life and their boutique because they did find me sooner because we've like kind of accurately branded the business and the company. So I'm excited. I'm getting chills just talking about it. And I think that's a great segue in terms of alignment and following what feels good to you is a great way to introduce my friend Tracy Lit. Tracy is a certified mindset coach. She is a number 1 Amazon best-selling author, a rapid transformational therapy, and an incredible speaker. She is the founder of the Lit Factor, a personal growth and coaching company and worthy human a best-selling book, and inspirational and empowering merchandise line. Tracy is incredible in a lot of ways. We met at a personal development seminar retreat weekend. We ran into each other, literally ran into each other, bumped into each other, and instantly had a connection. I really feel like I was divinely meant to run into her and we had this really deep, quick chat. And then a few days later, we ended up getting a meal together. That meal lasted like three and a half, four hours. And we just connected on so many levels. And I find the work that Tracy's doing to be very different from what a lot of people are talking about in the mindset world. Anytime you interact with Tracy, you are going to get this absolutely phenomenal, life-changing experience. And these words and and these ideas that really challenge you. You know, I've said some things to her on calls and she's like, why are you thinking that way? What if we shifted it? Let me give you a different perspective. And I just, I want you all to have friends like that. You know, it's really, really fun to have friends and business besties who help you look at things differently and better And so in this interview with Tracy, we talk a lot about her new book. It's called Worthy Human. It's available on Amazon. I highly suggest you all get it because honestly, it's one of the only mindset books, and you know I've read a bunch of them. So one of the only mindset books that I find gives you very, very practical advice. So if you find that you are having trouble kind of buying into the mindset idea or you are struggling around some of the stuff I even talk about around mindset, Tracy's book is a very, very wonderful place to start because she is so practical. She gives you great tips, tricks, and implementable strategies where she literally just tells you what to do. And you get to do it, and what I find is that even for me, someone who's pretty experienced in this personal development mindset space, I loved reading the book because I was reminded of all these great things about myself, these great things about where my thoughts come from, and I just I know this interview is really going to serve and help so many of you, so I hope you grab the book as well after listening. You know that I would never tell you to buy or do or read something that I didn't fully a hundred. Percent believe in. And this is one of those books that I highly, highly recommend you grab. It's a tiny investment for what I think is going to be incredible results on the back end. So I'm excited for you to listen. Also, just to know, we've added Tracy to the Rich Retailer Retreat lineup. She's going to be speaking at the retreat in September. It's the 21st and 22nd, 2019, in Chicago. I'm so excited. She is literally like, if you like my energy, you're going to be obsessed with her energy. And I know that she's going to make some big time waves in the room. So I'm excited for more of you to meet her and experience the work that she does. So if you like what you hear here, grab the book, start following her. And consider coming to the retreat if you're really ready to make a big shift in your life. I really want to encourage you to get on a plane and get to the Hyatt Lodge in Chicago and stay with me for two days and decide that your winter can look better, your fall can look better. Things will change after you leave this retreat because what we've found from the March retreat is that things shift massively. So I'm going to push you. I'm going to Shove you outside your comfort zone and encourage you to show up in Chicago for yourself, truly for yourself, and experience what myself, Tracy, and my friend Christine McAllister have to bring to you because it is going to change your life. So here's my interview with Tracy. Enjoy. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the Booster Boosty Podcast. It's an honor. And a
2: pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. I love any time I get to spend with you. I'm totally just.
1: I feel like just our regular phone conversations are life changing moments for both of us, where we're like, oh, "You're right." Oh my god! So, tell people just listen a little intro. Who you are? Where you from? Just tell me how do we know you?
2: I am Tracy Litt. I'm a mindset coach and a rapid transformational therapist. I'm a speaker. And now I'm a best-selling author. And what all of that fancy stuff means is I'm the girl you come to when you're ready to finally wake up and make changes and like actually make shit happen in any area of your life, your business, your relationships, your career, et cetera, et cetera. We do the work of you. And when you change from the inside out, everything you've ever wanted becomes yours. I love that. First of all,
1: I, I want to start at the beginning because I feel like this book is going to change many, many, many lives. And I want to just first off say, if you're listening, if any of this strikes a chord with you buy the book, it just came out on July 16th. It's on Amazon, but you start off chapter one. So basic. This is one of my favorite lines you tell a lot of stories from clients. So you tell the story and then you say, she feels like she's making a choice, but in reality, her behavior is being driven by her subconscious mind, which is the opposite of what she knows she really wants to do. And this idea that 96% somewhere around there of our everything we do all freaking day mm-hmm. is subconscious. So
2: what the hell Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. That's why we need to awaken to all this information that no one ever taught us before, right? And ultimately, here's how it works. We have a mind, but there's two components to our mind. There's our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. Some people call it the unconscious mind, whatever the case might be, right? Your conscious mind is only three to 5% of how you show up in the world, what your output is. Whereas the 95 to 97% is your subconscious mind. And this is the best way that I can explain it to you. And I do discuss this in the book. Imagine me 5'10", sitting on top of an elephant. So I'm about 150, 155 pounds, depending on the week. And the elephant's about 13,000 tons or something insane like that. So my conscious mind is me. And if I say to myself, I am gonna go start that business in my dreams. And I'm not taking action and I'm not seeing the results I want and I'm not moving in that direction. I look down and the elephant looks up at me and goes, no, you're not, success is not for you. Who do you think you are to deserve that? All of your your worldviews, your core beliefs, your actual programming is down deep in that subconscious, in that elephant. So it doesn't matter what your conscious mind wants to do, what you're proclaiming, which is why oftentimes we'll find ourselves wishing and wanting and hoping and praying with no result because we have to be congruent. We have to make sure that our elephant is on board. And when you say, I'm going to go do that epic Facebook live. I'm so excited. I have to share this. Your elephant's like, yes, you were made for this. Go serve. Success is for you. You're enough. You're amazing. And that's when you are truly unstoppable.
1: And that is the piece that I find so many of us are fighting against. We're fighting against the fact that our conscious mind, we have these great ideas, we have these big plans, we have that workout thing we want to start, but we're constantly in this excuse phase. And you talk about that in the book. You talk about making excuses. And that excuse is really that subconscious mind sort of taking over and saying, you know what? I know you have these big plans, but Mr. Big Fat Elephant down here is like, mm, going to sabotage
2: them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A radical personal responsibility is a non-negotiable if you are going to have the life you want. Yep. If you want to get out of the wishing, hoping, wanting, praying stage and really, really stand in the reality of the dreams you have, because I also want to be abundantly clear You deserve nothing less than anything you've ever dreamed of in your entire life. You guys, what you want wants you and you deserve it all. And your main role is to get out of the way, out of the way. And the way that you do that is by radical personal responsibility, which really means owning your shit, right? Which really means saying to yourself, wait a minute, I've learned that I'm the root cause of all of my experiences, which is why the subtitle of the book is because you are the problem and the solution. And the solution. Yeah. You can be mad at me at first when I tell you're the problem. A lot of people are really agitated about it, but it's cool because a few seconds later, you'll reach a super high level of freedom realizing that if you're the problem, you're the solution. And if you're the obstacle, you get to be your own answer. Mm-hmm. And in order to be your own solution, radical personal responsibility is a non-negotiable requirement. Everything you want is unobtainable if you don't take Radical responsibility, which means get rid of the excuses, the 150,000 reasons why you aren't feeling how you want to feel or where you're not doing what you want to do. And then all of the incredible justifications and rationalizations, because we are masters at bullshitting ourselves. We are masters at pulling the wool over our own eyes and then being like, what? I don't know why I'm not where I want to be.
1: Own it. So I'm going to quote you again in the book. Like there's so many good nuggets. Your whole book is just full of quotables. You say, no one is going to make you create space. No one is going to come and knock on your door to shut down your devices and the outside stimuli and force you to experience more presence in your life. No one's going to make you stop, breathe and raise your awareness. Only you can choose to do this. And that is that personal responsibility piece that's so tangible and tasty in this moment because I get to choose. And what do I want to choose? Because all this other stuff
2: is just stuff. Yes. That just gave me the chills as you read it back to me. I have to say that. It's so good. (laughs) Thank you. Like only you
1: can choose, like stop thinking that things are happening outside yourself that you don't have control over. You control over all of it because you have choice. You have the power of choice.
2: Yes, and I think let's just sit there for a second because if that's the only thing you take away from this epic time we have, it'll change everything. You know, like choice, it means choose. Everything is up to you. Everything is based in your power to choose. And when you really understand that, you can get out of your own way every single time. What you were reading about creating space is essential because in order to make changes and be any different than where you are right now, that means feeling different, moving from worrying to ease, changing your money, shifting your relationship, starting the business, moving up in your career, whatever, anything different than who you are right now in this inherent moment means you have to choose differently. Mm -hmm. And we can't choose and change what we don't notice. And if you don't create space, like just feel into that word. My body just goes, ah, space allows you to slow down, to become aware, to feel into your body, to check in with where your thoughts were, to make a new choice. Without the space, we are just running and going and doing and spinning out and the chronic stress and the to-do lists with our to-do lists. And then that's where we end up somewhere and we go, how the hell did I get here?
1: How did we get here? I like so much that the space doesn't look the same for all of us. Because I know for me, being a high achiever, and a lot of the people listening are high achieving women and men, we have men. The space is scary because what do I fill it with? What do I do? I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I did spin out, I did have this experience. And I realized that I still need things to do, but they need to be things that fill my time with joy and play and fun. And I've been trying to really tap into like what happened as a kid that I loved before that achiever muscle got really strong. Right. And it was just, I can just play today. I can just swim in the pool. I can just have fun
2: yes, 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 yes. A thousand times. Yes. Because you guys, you're worthy humans. We all are. This book is for everybody in the world and that ability to not need to achieve every second of every day, because the reason why we are a generation of overachievers is because we were all raised in a culture of, we are as good and as valuable as what we achieve, what we produce and what we have outside of us. Mm -hmm. And that is a crock of shit right? Because you don't need to strive for your value. You're worthy. You did it. You woke up today. Boom. Yay. You're enough. That's why this is a game changer. So that way you can start to make those choices where you're like, Oh, I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to lay in the pool. I'm just going to go frolic and play and do silly things and shimmy around and blow the day off. Because You never have to do anything to be enough ever again.
1: Okay. So let's talk about that more because I think a lot of people that I experience in my world, one of the things I think a lot of women especially have to deal with is that feeling of enough. And in the book, you talk a lot about you woke up enough, but what if I'm not there yet? What if I'm like, Tracy, that sounds like complete crap. When I wake up, I don't feel enough. When I go through my day, things beat me up. Where am I starting on a new practice of, let's go back to the muscle memory. Where am I starting on this muscle memory of feeling I am worthy of being an awesome human, being who I'm meant to be authentically and all that stuff. Where am I starting? Because I'm Mm -hmm. a square one.
2: Yeah, no, I I totally am with you. And the first thing I'm going to say is I hold the space for every single one of you until you are finally in belief of your enoughness. That's one of the things I get to do. It's a superpower. I believe it. I'm holding the space. I've got you. I'm excited on your behalf. Okay. And you are going to one day. It just clicks. I see it in my students and clients all the time. They're like, I fully get it. So the first space we start is really figuring out what stories have you been telling yourself that are your reasons why you're not enough. Like what's really going on there? What's stopping you from self-acceptance? What's stopping you from saying, all right, Trey, I get it. Okay, I'll let it in. And it's very real. And it's beautiful to get emotional about it because you're a human and have the human experience. It's another thing we talk about in the book. Stop stuffing your feelings. Let it up and out. You have a whole part in the book where you talk about, look at what your childhood
1: looked like. Did you grow up in a place where your, your mom didn't feel good enough. She was always saying, I need to lose 10 more pounds. Or your dad came in defeated from work every night. Like, what was that situation growing up that kind of wasn't your own, but you learned it?
2: Right. Exactly. And then you take it with you until you get to a point where you have a moment like this, or you're hitting up against a wall, or you have some sort of catalyst like an illness or a divorce, or you start to grow a business and you realize, whoa, right? Because business ownership is finding all your blind spots, major self mastery, right? Um, And when you go back and you take a look at it, then you got to start accessing your inner power to say, wait a second is this working for me? Is this serving me? If I hold on to this, is it going to bring me closer to what I really want? Or is it going to take me further away? That state of awareness in and of itself can become curative. You can go, wow, I'm working myself to the bone because my dad worked himself to the bone. And it was this, like I say, the drip process. It was just what I learned, but whoa, this doesn't work for me. And wow, I'm going to make some new choices because we get to choose, right? And then you do the work patiently and compassionately over time. Patience, compassion, grace. And then before you know it, you are iterating constantly. And the people around you are like, what are you doing? You look different. You feel different. Your outcomes are different. And you're like, whoa, I just finally realized I have full self-agency, but the inner work is everything before we can even tackle all the other things available to us, because everything in your life comes out of you. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't doing that work, then you'll sabotage and you'll spin out in self-doubt and you will let your mind run you instead of you running your mind.
1: And that piece of that drip process. I love this part of the book. You talk about the drip when other people's crap drips on you. And so it's stuck to you. And yeah. it's that childhood piece of it is like, what? And, and you could have this as an adult. I've seen many people go through tough times in college or tough times. in like, you talk about divorce, things like that, where other people's ideas or thoughts or behaviors drip on you. And then you normalize it and you pick it up and, you, and it's yours. When it's really, you got to just take a really long shower, Mm. Off.
2: <laughs> seriously it's you know i would say the thing there's so many areas where this is like clear and evident mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones is people pleasing people pleasing and stuffing your feelings because especially let's just talk about women for a second if we think about our great grandmas right and obviously i'm generalizing in decades but our great grandmas were brought up in a time where you didn't discuss how you felt you made sure food was on the table. You dare don't greet your spouse without makeup on your face, right? It's not about your voice or what you want ever at all. And no discount on them. That's the generation they were raised in. But what happens is, is your great grandmother infused and dripped that onto your mother. And then your mother turns around and she drips that shit on you. So it's about peeling back the layers. and going, Oh, I'm a people pleaser. Oh my God. My mother was a people pleaser. <gasps> my grandmother was a people pleaser. What is that about? Wow, right? And really starting to realize what a depletion it is on your energy and how it's so the opposite of honoring your worth.
1: I mean, what popped into my head when you said that was some of our great grandmothers couldn't even vote in the United States. They didn't even have enough of a voice to vote for leadership in government. And that's within our generational pattern.
2: And so what the hell? Thank you. We tend to think it was thousands of years ago, like George Washington time. It wasn't. We're talking about less than a hundred years ago. Totally less, way less. Yeah. And these things, what applied for them doesn't apply for us. We're living in different times, right? So it's really, it's such an eye opener to take a look at all the things that we just blindly accept question everything, blow it up. You guys, everything needs to be questioned. That's another part of it. We were raised in such a societal rule-based universe. Do this, do this order of operations. You know, you go to school, you You follow the rules. And then we wonder why we're all anxiety ridden and depressed and chronic stressed and overwhelmed. It's like, whoa, no question it, question it all. And this brings me right to another quote from your book that I'm obsessed with
1: you talk about, do things bother me? Do I think about what other people think of me kind of idea, right? And you say, I don't care what other people think because I'm simply honoring myself and the fact that I get to create my personal life experience based on what feels good to me. And that the most important opinion in my life is my own, my life, my rules, your life, your rules. Like we don't have to say the same rules, but we have to understand that we own our rules and we own our life. And -hmm. as long as we stand in
2: that. Yes, 100% yes. Because the longer you care about what people think, the further and further you walk away from your true self. You're selling yourself out. Don't Mm -hmm. do that. You need to be your own biggest fan.
1: And I've been hearing so many people talk still about, I feel like everything out there is perfect in the world on social media. And I feel like I have to compete with these perfect people and da da da. And you know what? Studies show that actually the generation that's right now in their 20s and teens, they don't want things to be perfect. They like messy, they like authentic. There's trends on Instagram of 20 year olds showing their messy rooms. 16 year olds being like, look at the thing I just spilled right. Like, right. How completely opposite. Is that of the mindset we've gotten ourselves into is we always need makeup. We always need to look perfect. Like
2: mm-hmm. give it up. Yes. Thank God for them because they're, I mean, listen, there's a consciousness revolution going on right now. This is why we're able to have this conversation. Why the book is already a bestseller and is going to continue to be so successful. Why the personal growth industry is the second largest growing industry in the world. Thank goodness, because we're all waking up in a different way. And we get to kind of break the ties of some of the generational stuff that we've been dealing with. And when we talk about living your best life, it's about feeling how you want to feel. Just feeling how you want to feel. And the best way to feel how you want to feel is to live in alignment with what feels good to you and to learn how to stop giving your power away to outside approval and to what everybody else thinks, be your own approval. You're your own validation. You're your own approval. The single most important opinion that matters is yours. Yep. You put your head on your pillow at night. You know how you feel.
1: Here's what I noticed is the more that I have continued to take more ownership about my own alignment and my own life really the easier things get and the better the reflections of people and clients and environments and things reflect back at me. So it it really starts with me. And then everything around me just keeps changing and keeps evolving with me. It's the craziest thing.
2: Yes. Well, you know what? It's actually not as crazy as you would think because ultimately you are changing your energy because as you change, you change your energy and whether or not You're someone who finds themselves to be spiritual or you're more science-based or you're woo-woo or you're not. I don't really care. Here's the truth. Your energy, you're only making it harder for yourself if you don't embrace that scientific truth, right? We are energetic, vibrating beings. That's just what it is. So when you do this work to your point and you change and you iterate, your energy changes. Therefore, what you attract and what you see changes. Everything starts to shift because you are changing and it feels like magic, but it's just science.
1: Well, and it's science because everything around us is living, whether we know it or not. Like Greg has been talking, my husband, a lot about, he's reading these books about trees and how trees communicate with each other. And why do forests just keep growing? You know, the trees can grow really close to each other. They can grow on top of each other. Different trees can grow next to each other. And still the forest flourishes. And that's that same energy of like, Mm -hmm. hey, let's all grow, let's all grow together and let's figure out how to make it work together even though we're different species and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. It's a really fun analogy.
2: It is. And it's our oneness. You know, you and I have talked about that before. We're all connected. Mm -hmm. We're all connected. And when we know that too, the growth is even more satiating right when you realize that you're not alone when you realize the truth of common humanity which is like oh my god girl I have felt that I have been there I have done that and you normalize and you stop isolating and you're like wait a second not only are you connected to something bigger whatever that is that you believe in which is great we're connected human to human which just makes you feel so good and warm and yummy and like yeah I could do anything.
1: And it really is like, the more we talk about the real things going on in our life, when we feel comfortable, obviously, to do that, because I do think there's a lot of conversation in my community about how much do you share, you know? And I'm always like, share where you're comfortable sharing, but don't overshare if you don't feel like that's appropriate. But I do find that the more rooms I sit in with groups of women and men... I still have to include men because yes, there, there's something out there. The more we sit and talk about our self-esteem, our body image, our self-doubt, our fertility issues are all the things. The more you realize, like I've sat in rooms of 350 people who like everyone in the room, one person stands up and says, this is what I'm struggling with. And 30 other people are like, yes. Oh my gosh. I will never forget. I was, and I love this story. Like, I was in a room and one woman stood up and she's like, I'm so nervous to talk about this, but I need to talk about the trauma around my miscarriages. And she told this beautiful story. And the teacher in the room said, listen, I want to offer it up so that you know you're not alone. Who else in this room feels comfortable sharing that they've been through this as well? I kid you not, 30 to 40 women stood up. And like, everyone just was like crying and had the chills and was just like, you're not alone. What you are going through, someone else in your
2: very close proximity has been through and gets it. Yes. And there's so much coming up for me right now on this. The first thing is common humanity is one of the pillars of self-compassion, right? Like when you're really practicing self-compassion, which is super high up there, by the way, on the list of what you need to do for yourself, right? Super important. You're either in a place where you're remembering I'm connected, it's common humanity. There are always thousands and thousands and thousands of people that can share this experience with me or you're choosing to isolate and you're choosing to hide and repeat thoughts to yourself like, it's just me, what else has else this happened to me? What's wrong with me? And in choosing, again, choosing, I'm going to keep saying that word, in choosing to isolate and hide, You are exacerbating your insecurity. That's where our self-doubt breeds itself, breeds itself, right? And you're blocking your ability to really show up. Whereas if you're like, wait a second, I know there's thousands of people who've been through this too, because like I'm a human and everyone around me is a human. So and we're all worthy humans. So I'm cool. And then you can lean into your vulnerability and show up and make it that much better for the next person who's going through it that might not be doing the work yet, but now they hear you and all of a sudden their shoulders drop and they're like, oh, thank God. It's
1: amazing to think about how technology and interconnectedness has, yes, made us more vulnerable and more, you know, crazier things can happen, but how much we get to fully share our experiences. Like, Greg will talk about all the time, you know, things he struggled with growing up and how different it is now. He's enough older than me that he didn't really have the internet when he was in those middle school, high school, where I did. There was internet, there was technology, things like that. And he's like, the kids today just... They can go online and find a community of people who are thinking like they are, who are struggling with what they're struggling with and connect with them. And I think we as adults aren't fully embracing that, you know, we're still, we're half in we got like one foot in, one foot out, you know, and I think the work you're doing is encouraging people to jump all the way the F in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like come together and realize that because we're so connected, it's a really beautiful, wonderful thing that we get to share being human Mm -hmm. together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to just technology specifically, and I am in Greg's generation, I didn't have it when I was in middle school either. Yeah. Be mindful of what your mind is doing, because one of the detrimental pieces of our technological connectedness is what you were saying before about this made up competition or this assumption about what's going on for people, because I promise you for the most part, what you're seeing is not nearly close to what's happening. And if we could start living in a world where people showed the snapshot of the family, where one kid was running away, another kid was hitting another kid, the dog was puking, the husband was rolling his eyes. That's real. So I just encourage that as a side note in hanging out with me, you know, I'll be on lives. I cry. I cry all the time. I share it. Whatever's going on, the more I can give you of my truth, the, the more it will serve you. You know what I mean? And be aware because your mind likes to make shit up. I talk about it in the book too. You see something and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, she must be this. She must be this. She must be this. And now you're like in this rabbit hole of hell. You're causing yourself to feel like crap and disempower yourself, really. So well, you got to be aware. You had a post recently. You were so funny
1: because I went through some stuff recently where I was just like in my head, also kind of just dealing and processing. And in the same moment where you're texting me, hi, I'm stalking you. Hi, I love you. Hi. And I'm not responding because I'm in my, I didn't respond to anyone for a while. You posted something on Facebook that said, it's okay that someone's not texting you or calling you back you don't know what's going on with them. So stop trying to figure it out and just send them love or something. And I was like, oh my God, I have no pressure to text her back. I'm just going to get back to her when I'm feeling better (laughs) because it's not anything to do with you. It's my shit,
2: you know? No, but that's this is such a powerful lesson for everybody. Stop making everything about you. Because the truth is, zero is about you. Zero. You will alleviate so much struggle in your life if right now you decide, oh, it's never about me. You're not responsible for what's going on for other people. Because what would happen in that moment, we make up interpretations. So if I wasn't who I am and I would text you, right? Someone might think, oh my God, why didn't you call me back? And then the next day, wait, she still hasn't texted me back. What did I do? did I say something wrong the last time we were together Did I upset her in some way? Oh my God, maybe I should call somebody and find out if they know what's going on with her. Right. You got, you know, it sounds familiar because this is what we've always people do this. I used to do this until I learned that I was the source of my own frustration. Mm. Hello, problem and solution. Like great example. I have an ex, right? I'm remarried. My family now is blended there would be times where I would have texted him back in the day and he doesn't respond. And within 48 hours, I'm spinning myself out in a story about how this is terrible. He's the worst co-parent. I can't believe him. How disrespectful. How dare he da it And It's like, Oh, he's like in the woods on a camping trip and he didn't have a song or his phone was in the toilet or some real legitimate thing, or I'm going through something and I just don't want to respond to people. It's not about you. Whatever it is, we need to stop spending our precious time and space up here spinning out in our own made-up shit, right? That's power.
1: And when we stop spending time in the made-up shit, Mm -hmm. we get to actually see clearly what's going on within ourselves too. And we have this crazy clarity and these moments. And I, I think it starts with these little moments of clarity to add up to these bigger spaces of clarity where we're like oh that's really what I'm struggling with oh that's the idea that's trying to come through okay i just need to just slow down and stop worrying about other people and come back to myself
2: yes which is such a beautiful thing because that's how you further yourself that's how you get where you want to go that's how you build the empire you want that's how you have the relationships you want you know ask yourself how many minutes and i'm sure it will accumulate to hours would you get back if you stopped spinning yourself out and stuff you were making up in your head, it's hours Ours. Big, big spending with your feet in the grass or working on your business or making love to your spouse or spending time with your kids or, you know, out being silly with your friends. You do my nails. Right on. Yeah. I just got this new Epic color. How fun is that? Oh, great.
1: Mine are terrible. Yes. I, need, I have to do mine today. That's on my chill list today. Cause I enjoy oh. doing my nails. Me too. And that's something that is actually like relaxing for me. So it's like an achievement, but it's not an achievement I can win at. You know, it's like a, mm-hmm. accomplishment and achievement have been two words I've been playing with a lot. Like I want to accomplish something because that's who I am. That's how I feel good. Mm-hmm. But everything doesn't need to be an achievement. Everything doesn't need to hit a goal. I mean, I started hitting goals now to take the pressure off that are easy goal. I'm like, oh, I can hit that because Mm -hmm. I kept getting in this cycle of setting these bigger goals. And I realized that that was a story that I had bought into from our industry of coaching and consulting that wasn't really working for me anymore. (laughs) I was like, you know, I don't need to make a million dollars. I'm good just with the money I've been making pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And so let's just keep doing more of that.
2: Yeah. I had a similar conversation this morning with another person in our industry and it was like, check in with yourself. What's it all for? Yeah. You know, what are you, what are you running ragged for? What if my
1: empire is a $300,000 a year empire? What if my empire is a hundred thousand dollar a year
2: empire? Right. Exactly. Why do you want it? What are you going after it for? You know, there's a a famous tale about a man in a fishing village and a big corporate money-making guy that comes over to him and and the guy's just chucking fish, enjoying his life. And the guy's like, oh, I could buy your business. We can expand it. And you can make this and this and this and this and this. And then when you make all that money, what do you want to do? He's like, stand here all day and chuck fish and go home to my family. It was exactly what he was doing now. Right. So also it's about what's your definition of satiation. What's your definition of fulfillment? Don't look around you. Look inside of you. That just gave me the chills. Like stop looking over what's she doing? What's he doing? What's that measure? What's no, it's gotta be what's right for you. It's gotta be what's right for you.
1: Well, and this is so much of what I talk about at my retreat. And this is why I host retreats because I don't think enough people are talking about this in my boutique world you know, everything is all about learn this new system, get these chat bots, you know, add these things to your Shopify site. And it's not right for everyone. You don't need to go to these things and hear from all these speakers. And, you know, that could be good. And that could give you new ideas and maybe you need a little business development. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, There's no one right way for everyone. And that's with my retreats. I'm just like, come and go inside. Let's go inside for two days. Mm -hmm. Let's get really deep. And let's actually have you focus just on what it is that you want. Not what everyone else is trying to tell you you should do or have or be or whatever. Who cares,
2: you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And it's oftentimes when we're grabbing at the shiny objects that the industry we're talking about, especially online, throws at us you're being impatient. You're in a lack space. You're like, what new widget can I apply to my business today to get me to be a millionaire in 11 minutes or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Because that's the way it goes, right? we got to be real about this stuff. I was like, wait a minute. If you were patient and you just stuck with like maybe what you were doing, right? got in in with what you really want, spend some time with it, realize that like you want to build something that's sustainable. You're in a marathon, not a sprint. You don't need every little shiny thing that's being offered around you.
1: And the idea, the idea that you can even have an overnight success is total crap. I have people come in my groups and say, "I launched 6 weeks ago and I feel like I'm not getting the reach I should be." Well, why do you think you should be reaching all these people you've been in business for 42 days? Yes, be real. Like that is not patience and I've been talking about this a lot, just particularly this week. Patience and consistency—that's what builds it. Yes, sexy. They're not cool. (laughs)
2: They're not fun. Uh huh. Yeah, (laughs) and they aren't easy either. Patience and consistency showing up day in and day out connected to your vision and why you're doing this in the first place, coming from a really beautiful motive, right? Of serving of of whatever you're selling and knowing how great it feels when someone puts on your product, you know, that's what jazzes you up and you just live in a space where you're like, I know as long as I put one foot in front of the other, the rest of it's just going to keep showing up. I keep taking action. I'm here. It's going to be here. And then it does. It just becomes that. And it's that click moment you were talking about before. And
1: I think there are many click moments because I have been an entrepreneur now for almost nine years, which is insane. But I can remember specifically, very clearly, the click, aha, light bulb moments where it almost just feels like I'm more in my body. I'm more in my mission. I'm dropped, like the idea of being dropped in gets talked Mm -hmm. about a lot in like the spiritual communities that I hang out in. And that idea of being dropped into who you are and what you're doing and feeling so good, it just doesn't happen overnight, but it kind of does. It's it's, (laughs) 99% of the work and then that 1% day of,
2: Mm oh yes which is also why all this inner work we're talking about is everything because then you start to really live in that happiness and that energetic state and that you can achieve flow and you can just be jazzed and then when you're open like that great ideas come and you're willing to take action on those ideas and not just sit and stew on them for months and then you see somebody else do it and you're like yeah Right, Because if you don't take action on some sort of download or idea you have, the idea is going to somebody else. Yeah. And you talk about that in the book. You talk about
1: taking action is the way to move quickly towards what your bigger ideas are, what your dreams are. So Mm -hmm. give me like two tips on how can people that are listening take action toward what, what it is that they want more of.
2: The first thing is realize that feeling like it is not a thing it has to come from you we are hardwired as human beings to avoid pain seek pleasure and use the least amount of energy to get the biggest return which is why being a couch potato is super easy <laughs> right right because it, it covers all of that oh, i'll just lay on my couch and hang out right which for online entrepreneurs that work from home could be a very slippery slope like we say kidding but it, it's a real thing so understand that Don't sit back waiting to feel like it. Like, oh, I'll take action when I'm ready, when I feel like it. You have to become your own feeling like it. You get to become your own motivation to take that action. And you do that with three things. By being connected to why you're doing this in the first place Mm -hmm. and reconnecting to it every day. Reconnect every day, every day, every day. Two, thinking on purpose. Stop believing your thoughts because they're screwing you over. And three, love your fear. Because every time you take action towards something new, it means it's unknown and you're going to tripwire your fear response. And that's where your reels of self-doubt come in. And that's where the, oh, I don't know if I should do that live. What are they going to think? Who's going to watch me? What if nobody's there? What if somebody says, all this stuff. Don't believe that. Connect to why you're here. Don't give your power away to what people think. Be excited about it. And that all comes from you. And those are like tiny little choices, like micro choices that you're making on your way to taking action.
1: The love your fear, I feel like is, is, I've never heard it said like that, honestly, like loving your fear, like seeing it, saying, hi, how are you, fear? Yes. I love you. Yes. I, I fear, but like, we don't really need to be, like, we can be friends, but like, we don't need to be enemies so we can move through
2: this together. Yes, hundred percent. That's what I talk about in the book. I teach you how to love your fear. There's an entire choice on it chapter, but I call the chapters choices because everything's your choice, right? We unfortunately have been taught to push fear away, like resist it, like screw you fear. Get out of here. I don't want you anymore or whatever. Or we're told that fearlessness is a thing, which it's not. So stop saying that too, because fear is biological. And it's like a loyal dog. And every time you go to try to do something that's slightly different than what you have, fear is going to be there like, hey, buddy, what's up? Oh, okay, I was expecting you because this is what happens, right? So in that moment, the best way to diffuse anything, radical responsibility, bring it toward you. It's sitting across from you instead of letting it on the other side, you pull it. Well, come here, put it on your lap. If I had a nanny cam in my office, you would see me do this so many times a week. Especially with the book and the speaking and all these amazing things I get to do. It's like, whoa. I just pull it over and I just, hey, bud. All right. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. But I'm not in danger. So I know that I'm in charge. I know we're going after here. I know you're scared, but let's keep going. And when you love something, you take its power away. When you resist something, you make it louder and more pervasive.
1: I could talk to you for 18 days wow. um, in a row, just all day, every day. I, know, I love you. I just feel like we get on this totally like high vibe. we We're just like, you know, it's so good to find people who are going after changing people's minds so radically and wonderfully in the way you are. I like want every listener to buy this book because number one, it's an investment in yourself and it's a very low investment cost, first and foremost. But secondly, this book is written in a way that is so easily understandable. Like your best friend is being like, yo, wake up. <laughs> What's up with you, girl? you know, you are so radical and you are so real and honest. And I will warn people, you say the F word in this book. You say <laughs> the A-hole word in this book. You really don't care. And all wrapped in this beautiful, shiny, professional-looking cover, which I'm obsessed with. Thank you. Because that's that's who you are. And this book represents so much of who you are. And I just know this book is, I mean, it's changing me. I, I was telling Tracy before, like, I had to rebuy the book because I you gave me a copy, but then I left it somewhere. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I started just rereading it to find my highlights that I had highlighted before. And again, my brain is just like, she's right. She's right. You know, it's almost like you could read this book, like little pieces every day, just to sort of snap you back. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate such a practical book. It's not mindset for the heady academic thinker. It's mindset for the real girl, real man who want to have a better life.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for that. That's exactly my intention. And I wrote it the way that I speak because that's how I like to read books. So to me, it's things don't have to be complex. Us humans have a real good knack for making everything harder than it needs to be. Everything harder. You guys, it's simple. It's simple. It's simple. The part of it that's not easy is that it does require you to show up and do the work. It's why a book is amazing but what you do once you read the book, that's where you, the rubber meets the road, right? And throughout the book, that's why I put in the work sections. So you can use it like a, a personal growth Bible, if you will. You go through, you read it, and then you can go to the work sections and really uh, learn about yourself and apply the great inspiration and in theory. We have to take action. We have to work the work.
1: I love those work sections. They're so like cute and well-designed too. Thank you. I've started saying this on my podcast at the end, but it totally came out, just channels. And I say now, I hope you have learned something today that you'll implement tomorrow.
2: Mm, that's juicy,
1: because like I'm going to point some listeners out here who listen to every episode over and over and over, and they're just obsessed with this podcast but they haven't freaking implemented half of it. Stop mm-hmm. listening to the stuff and start g- listen to this episode over and over and over. Get the book and start really identifying where the resistance and the fear and the, the blocks are coming from so that you can move to that next place of implementation and action. That is what I hope everyone listening gets out of this episode.
2: I think that's magnificent. I love what you're saying at the end of the podcast. And I will add this. Buddha said, To know and to not do is to not know. That hurts. So don't say, you know, you've heard this, yada, yada, yada. The reality is, in the most loving way I can say this, you are where you are because of you. Whatever current system, approach, thoughts, beliefs, actions, lack of action you're taking is always an exact match to where you currently are which just means let's change some stuff in the system and the approach. And then you'll have a totally different outcome, but you have to do work, change, move your ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we should end on
1: that because that's such a good last note. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You can find worthy Human. Mm-hmm. You are The Problem and The Solution by Tracy mm-hmm. Lit on Amazon. It's yes, yes. Kindle and paperback right now. And Audible is coming out soon, right?
2: Audible will be out probably about four weeks. I'll have that date soon. And I'm also giving some crazy bonuses with the book. So if you go to LitFactor.com, it's lit with two Ts. You'll see right there, if you click on it, it'll take you to Amazon. You buy the book and then it'll show you how to claim your bonuses. I'm just, I don't know. I got really excited. When I get excited, I just do things. So get in there. And I'm also doing a two city book tour. So New York city, if you're anywhere within that vicinity, you can get yourself there. You want to be there or Palm beach, Florida. The dates are also on the website, on the book page link, everything's there for you.
1: So exciting. And then I'm just going to tell people that you are going to do something Epic in January and we'll just let them like subscribe for that because oh yes I know some secret things that are happening that i'm really like excited for you for so so get the book go to the events i know we have lots of people in florida that listen definitely some people in new york city so go tracy will change your life i promise
0: thank you i promise too did you love this episode as much as i did head over to itunes and rate and review the boost your boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it and don't forget head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more